Welcome back, WNSG, Towson, and Baltimore, and WNSG.net. Our ongoing Super Bowl 54 coverage continues here on Radio Row. Mike Pereira is here, and I got to do something before we do anything because my wife loves you, so we got to take a little selfie to let her know that we're Hi, all right. Sweetheart. There, there she is. All right, there we go. So I'll send that to her. How you been? I've been great. Good to I see you, great. man. I mean, we're going to talk rules, and Luke's going to bitch about officiating, which is all people do. Who's bitching about officiating? Everybody. This is, this America. Is such a this thing. is the smoothest year I've ever seen in officiating in all my life. I've been officiating for now 49 years, some way, shape, or form. We fixed it. This we finally is, fixed this it. This has been the smoothest year I have ever seen. Okay. I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I, we fixed it. I mean, they're never going to get fixed, though, right? I mean, for me... It's really difficult to do, well, and I think never, every every fan should understand that. They're never going to be perfect. That's the, the thing. And, it, it, you know, you realize this, and, and I do think I've never seen a game that's perfectly officiated. Um, there's mistakes every game. I, I think probably being realistic, there's going to be six or seven mistakes sure. in every game. But when you think about this, look at... There's 150 plays, actually about 155. But if you take 150, within each play... Easily, there's 10 different decisions that the officials have to make. Mm-hmm. Whether, whether it's the five interior linemen, they're blocking, you know, and you got two officials watching five guys. Whether it's press defense or zone defense, illegal contact, defensive holding. Is the formation legal? Is the motion legal? 10 different decisions on every play. So if you take 150 plays, that's like 1,500 decisions that they have to make in real time, and they miss about six or seven. That's pretty damn good. Sure, sure. It's really pretty good. They really are good but sometimes external forces make it harder like this pass interference <laughs> well, okay, but, well what do you make of that i mean this time last year and i don't know if you came i think you came by last year but yeah i look up and i see the wrong team one you know the, the saints rams game I, I i will stand by the people of new orleans on that one um and i know other things happened after that but in the aftermath of that, there was all of the hullabaloo at the owners' meetings where you and I met many, many years ago, and we're all going to get together, we're going to change the rules, and then we're not going to enforce the rules. Kind of reminds me of the Republican Senate. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, the thing is, they, they went about it wrong. I mean, this okay. was not a good rule. This was a, this was a reactionary rule where they didn't think through the unintended consequences. And, and this was never going to make sense when you think that Okay, let's talk about this pass interference rule. And we're not changing the pass interference rule. We're just making it reviewable. But what we're doing is we're saying that the standard that we want the officials to use on the field is different than the standard that we want replay to use. So while we agree that it's pass interference that should have been called on the field, it might not be big enough to rise to the level of what happened in New Orleans a year ago, and so therefore you have to say to a coach, yeah, no, it was pass interference, we should have called it, but it just wasn't big enough to call and replay. That's nonsensical. That doesn't make sense to you, me, fans, players, coaches. It was a bad rule. It just was a bad rule. And so I, I think I don't think officiating honestly was any worse this year or necessarily any better, but because of all of this confusion about pass interference, it made it seem worse. We're back to what's a catch. Well, pass interference is a different and thing. And now, now we're what's pass interference. Well, hold on. Sure. Pass interference is always 30, 40, 50 yards, right? Like, 
it, well, not it's, always, uh, well, but, but, but certainly but the, the ones we're going to argue about, the ones we're going to fight about, right, are going to be real game changers. And, and uh, look. And by the way, the ones that we're really going to think are game changers happen at the end of the game. They don't happen in the first quarter. You'll miss them in the first quarter, but they don't have the consequences that what happened in New Orleans had, which is why I feel like that if they were going to make this reviewable, they should have made it just reviewable in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter because that's when it has the greatest effect. Mike Pereira here, Fox Sports. They're, uh, they're doing the game on Sunday. If uh, there's a little football game, uh, it starts like now. You can watch the pregame and do all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I'm sure you've been asked this, but I've never asked you this. All right, so tomorrow morning, Goodell calls and makes you God. Like, literally, you control the game as it's played. What, what would you change? If, if you were unilaterally, if you were the Donald Trump of, of, you know, running rules of how do you run it? Well, I mean, I guess how do I, what rules do I change? Or What's how do I run officiating? Well, I, I think really what we've done is we've let technology get too far into the game. I would take some of the technology out of the game. Hard to do. What does that mean? Once you, well, for, because I don't, so I, angles, I, don't, right? I don't think I don't think the game is being officiated on the field anymore, and I and 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 I think that's hurt officiating. It's decisions are being made. You know, they took it off the field, moved into the press box with instant replay. Now it's in New York, and New York's making a decision. You know, you're not you're not almost not held accountable to officiate on the field. I was saying to somebody here earlier today, I mean, when I officiated and I was a downfield official, if I threw a flag for pass interference, I'd have to throw it 20 yards sometime. And I wouldn't get it to the spot. But I knew after the play was over that I had to get my flag and move it five yards in advance. I had to do that. And I also knew that I had to get the right spots on the sideline. Now, honestly... I throw the flag, and the, the pass interference occurs on the 42. Their flag only gets to the 37. You got Big Brother going. Move your flag to the 42. That was pretty and they, good. And, they, and they, move the, you know, they move the flag. The guy goes out of bounds on a kickoff return. Is that what Big Brother return. sounds like, by the way? He's a little to bit like me. Yeah. <laughs> a, a kickoff return. I, I mean, the, the guy misses the out-of-bounds spot by two yards, let's say. Not a big deal, Period. But he misses it. Move the ball up two full yards. I mean, <laughs> it's like, okay, you don't almost have to officiate anymore. And and I, I, I do love th- getting him frustrated. Isn't this great? I, I do think. Herrera unplugged right I, here. I, I do think that it's that it's hurt officiating. And I, and I, I think the, when I look at the roster from top to bottom and I compare it like back to my days, I think that the officiating, the officials themselves are better now. But I think the officiating's worse. So then why? And then I look at technology, and then I look at ridiculous rules like pass interference coming in, and I say, that's why. And, and, and I, I, that's why I would begin to pull back a bit with all this technology and force those guys on the field who are clearly capable of doing it themselves without the big boy getting in your ear. Hi, this is New York. Listen, move that ball up six inches. <laughs> you a baseball fan? Love it. Oh, yeah. I played baseball. I never played football. I was a baseball player. I played baseball through um, 
through college, actually. Okay, so uh, baseball, and, and Luke is a big baseball nerd. We've seen all, you know, we're going to do away with umpires, right? We're just going to have... Well, you're not going to do away with umpires, but... But, but I mean, we, we're, we've seen that game change, better, worse, you decide, right? But with football, the, the longer the games, these long timeouts, I sit in the stands, I can go to the bathroom, come back. Uh, when I'm in the press box, third, fourth quarter with him, the minute there's a challenge or anything, I know I got... Plenty of time to go to the bathroom, go get a drink, take my time. It, 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 there's too much of that for me in football, and baseball lent itself to that. And now we have challenges and everything that's going on, not to mention cheating and technology, which is another thing we can get to. But we, we are getting to Big Brother, right? We are getting to here's the digital way we're, go, we're going to officiate, right? I mean, I, I think of umpiring, what I've read about this robot robotic balls and strikes stuff, call yeah. huh so you're gonna have to, but you still have to have the umpire so he's gonna be he's gonna be behind the plate and you know there comes the pitch and he's gonna get the buzz on his right chest which means it's a strike and then he's still got to go strike or uh, or he's gonna get the buzz on the left chest which is ball it, or what are we doing here i mean what are we doing here the, I, this is a human game and the game has changed so much to even to the point where what we can do now legally we couldn't do before. So you're more invested literally in the game when it comes to gambling. Um, and so everything's got to be transparent. Everything has to be perfect. And I, I say, and, and, and I, I'm probably I'm saying too much here, but that's fine um, because I'm almost done today. But... <laughs> Even with me, when I was there, we always tried to. We always tried to. When it comes to officiating, we always tried to fix things with band aids. And there comes a point where you can't fix them with band aids. You can't fix all cuts with band aids. And so, if you look at it and say, "How can we really break down and go outside the box and do something better?" I think the sky judge. I was going to ask you about been, that. Yeah. That has been talked about. I think that's something that could change officiating, but still leave it in the officials' hands. And if you had the sky judge in the in New Orleans a year ago, the sky judge who is in uniform, he's in a booth, he's got a monitor, he can play back the live feed real quickly, he can see the first replay. He's an official. He's just like an official on the field, and he can just get on and say to the referee, hey, Vinny. That was pass interference on Roby Coleman at the seven-yard line. Drop the flag, put the ball there. Let's go, first and goal. Corrected in real time, in between plays. No three-minute replay stoppage. And let's focus, my God, on maybe what's a priority for the league, like sure. player safety. So let, let this guy, the eighth official, the sky judge, get involved in player safety. And if there's a hit, an illegal hit with the helmet, and he sees it, He's just like one of the crew. He just calls down and said, hey, I saw that. I got It's illegal use of the helmet on 28 defense. Drop the flag 15 yards. Be consistent. It would be quick. Would look funny. I agree. <laughs> yeah. It would look funny. Well, first, but you'll get over that. Yeah. You'll get over that. But you'll be more accurate in real time. And that eighth official, who maybe is a rotation official, he may come, you know, he may be there as part of that crew every fourth game. You rotate it through the... Th There's so many things that you can do, I think, with that sky judge concept 
to me that that would work, but it's outside the norm. I mean, it's much bigger than a Band-Aid. It's, but it's something that has a chance, and it, it just seems so logical to me that why wouldn't the league say, okay, let's do this. Let's use this sky judge for sky judge for 64 preseason games, and let's let's capture all the data from the 64 preseason game, see if we get more, see if we're, our accuracy in, improves, see if we have less stops, less stops. You know, hey, I got the shot. No, I, it's just like I had a different angle on the field. That's a catch. The ball never hit the ground. Real time, make the decision. Go, boom, boom, boom. Mike Pereira, the passion here. Uh, this is your chance, Luke. You, you, well, I was going to ask him about the sky judge. I mean, I, I love the idea of being more accurate in real time and not this four-minute stoppage where everyone who's watching the game at home on 55-inch high-definition TVs are seeing six different angles in slow motion, and that's just feeding the beast of these guys are incompetent, they don't know what they're looking at, even though we all know the human eye is only capable of processing so much going on at one time, yeah. I think it would really it would improve accuracy, and I really think it would improve perception as well. Uh, you know, I remember one time, now I'll really get in trouble if I bare my soul. <laughs> But I remember one time when I worked at the league, I went to an executive, I'm not going to say which one it was, with an idea that I thought was really a good idea, logical idea, kind of kind of like what um, <laughs> I think about the sky judge right now. And I went to the, uh, this executive and I said this and he said, good idea, forget about it. <laughs> I said, what do you mean, good idea, forget about it? He said, forget about it. <laughs> I said, this makes no sense to me. And he goes, this is the NFL. He said, you know what the NFL, NFL stands for? And now I'm thinking, okay, what are the things that... Uh, okay, I said, um, no family life when it comes to official? No. Um, no fun league? No. Not for long? Not for long? No. <laughs> and I said, well, what's the stand for? He said stands for no effing logic. That's what it stands for. <laughs> and with that, I he said, would drop the mic. I, I said, okay, I give. I give. And, but and That's um, why you work for Fox Sports. That's right. That's right. And I probably may not even have a job with Fox Sports after telling that story. <laughs> but um, but it's just there's there's things that can be done, but you really have to open up your your mind and you have to think outside the box and I say this stuff in hindsight when I was just as damn guilty myself when I had the job we changed rules based on one thing that happened right. and it hadn't happened in 30 years and we changed the rule and Mike Holmgren used to beat on me why are we changing this rule when it hasn't ever happened before? And now it happens, and it's so rare, but we're going to change the rule. We're going to add another layer to the rule book. And Mike was right. Mike was right, but I drank the Kool-Aid. What do you still love about football while we're here at Super Bowl? Because we've bitched about officiating and the game not being perfect. Lamar Jackson felt perfect in Baltimore. Mahomes, you know, the whole Steve Sable symphony and, and if, you know, all of that. It, there's still, it's still a great game. It's going to bring us all together on Sunday, you know? Listen, I mean, 
There's so much I love about the game. I love the people that are associated with the game. But what I really love is going from 4-12 and 12 to 13-3 and three, to see turnarounds like we see with San Francisco. Let's ignore the fact that I grew up a 49er fan. <laughs> um, but just the fact that there is that ability for the team to turn things around quickly like Lynch and Shanahan have done you know, with, the, with the 49ers and Garoppolo. Sure. Um, I, I love... I'm, I'm old. I love fullbacks. Give me use check all the time. I love seeing the fullback, which we hardly see used anymore. To him, open up these holes, and it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a marvelous game um, that is still a game. It's a bit of a show, but it's still a game. Um, I'm not the I, – I, I was the honorary, and I accepted – the coronation of being the president of the No Fun League when I worked for the league. I don't like all the celebrations and all the stuff that, you know, that players do nowadays. You sack a guy and you're down 26 to 6 and you got to get up and do a sack dance. I'm, it's not me. That's not my, my, but then I'm old. I'm a different generation. But I love the people and, and um, I'm telling you, I just... I like the underdogs, and the underdogs are my buddies. They're the officials, and, um, and they're going to get criticized. I just hope that they – I hope that this game on Sunday ends up without a pass interference controversy. Much like the end of the, San Francisco, the 49ers Seahawks game in Week 17 where really uh, Fred Warner committed pass interference, wasn't called – Seattle wins the game if the B scores after that if it's called. And then Seattle ends up the three seed. San Francisco ends up the five seed. Saints get a bye. And then the Kyle Rudolph push. If it ends up with the pass interference, this is the worst thing to me that could happen in the league. At the end of the game, pass interference play, not called. It is, but not added. So the team loses the game, and then the rule goes away two months later. I think that would be a disaster. So two months from now, we're talking about had this rule, which they dropped, not been in place, San Francisco wouldn't have won the game. I think that's the, that's the disaster. That's the Titanic to me that is sitting out there on Sunday. Good to see you. Always nice great to visit you. with you. Thanks for the love for my wife. Mike Pereira, Fox Sports. You can watch him uh, officiate, and hopefully there's less of you and more of I'm the not, I have the only analyst job. Well, maybe not the only one, but success is, and what everybody, every official would want, not to hear from me. So if, <laughs> like I, don't, if, I, don't, if I don't get on air, I can't think of anybody... That will be unhappy. There he goes. Mike Pereira, you don't want to see him, but you always see him. We are WNST.net, AM 1570, WNST Towson, Baltimore, live from Radio Row in Miami Beach with more ahead after this.